This is For The Win, a podcast on sports and sports culture. I'm Eddie Sun, the multimedia editor for Annenberg Media Sports, as well as the producer of this podcast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to For The Win. It is a big day, April 27th, the night before the NFL draft. And I'm here with Trace Tempesta and Natalie Joseph. What do you guys think? is going to happen in this draft. I mean, the big talking point right now is who's going to get picked at number three, which QB? Because we're assuming it's going to go Trevor Lawrence, then Zach Wilson. What happens at the number three spot for the Niners? Oh, man. I, As much as I like my man Justin Fields, I can't help but feel like it's going to be Mac Jones. And here's why. Justin Fields has fallen in draft rankings very recently for seemingly no reason because here's where I'm coming from I like him at number two I do I like him right after Trevor Lawrence I feel like that's a good fit but somehow he's fallen below everyone so do I think the 49ers are going to do the sensible thing of course not so hence why Mac Jones number three yeah, number three might not be sensible, but Natalie, I totally agree that number two could arguably be even less sensible. Why is Zach Wilson the guaranteed number two pick? Not really sure. I think Justin Fields should be in this conversation. Yes. Trey Lance should be in this conversation for his professional style. Period. Yes. And why aren't those guys the two, three? Why is it Mac Jones and Zach Wilson? Great question. Probably above our pay grade. But I agree in that these two threes that we're writing in right now aren't even like guarantees. Trevor Lawrence should be the only guarantee. I don't know why Zach Wilson is in this conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that either. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here on a computer and I'm going to judge these soon-to-be professional athletes, but really Fair. I am. <laughs> um, according to Vegas, Mac Jones is the favorite and then Trey Lance. And this comes weeks after, for whatever reason, Justin Fields was, was a favorite there. And, and I thought he deserved that spot. And Same. for whatever reason, now it's Mac Jones. And I don't know if Kyle Shanahan just misses his quarterback um, overthrowing his receiver by 10 yards because that's what he's going to get with Mac Jones. I mean, we saw that at his own pro day. Like, it, it's – I mean, I saw Bill Belichick, like, scoff at one of his throws. And, and Kyle Shanahan looked like he was just staring into an abyss after he saw uh, Mac Jones make an incompletion to a wide open receiver. Um, but I, I, I honestly think it's going to be Mac Jones. I don't know why. I, I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance will be better than Mac Jones in the NFL. And um, I'm ready to eat crow if not. The one, so I'll give the 49ers props for one thing. They're drafting a quarterback. I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, like he's kind of proven mediocrity. I think in the Super Bowl, he held them back. It was kind of miraculous that they got there. It was really the defense carrying them. So they're smart in that they're addressing the issue. But at least from our opinions, they're going about it the wrong way. Totally. Totally. Why is my man from BYU in two? Why is he second? (laughs) He played, what, a year injured the rest if we're literally talking about like just for example pretty much the best cornerback in the draft is being doubted right now for that back injury why are we not considering that with BYU man why are we not doing that this kid injuries quarterback it doesn't add up into a number two spot it really doesn't Justin Fields even less sense but oh my gosh two and three are really keeping me up at night honestly the math does not check out no I put in my calculator it's wrong quick maths 
wrong. Error. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's like everyone forgot his 385-yard, six-touchdown performance against Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. Like, seriously, like, I, when I saw that game, I was like, oh, my God, this man's going number two. Like, I seriously thought he was going to be for sure number two. Um, then I saw him against Alabama, and I thought to myself, okay, I don't know, but he's definitely going to get drafted very soon. And then... We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, but I'm willing to bet that the Niners make an incompetent move, um, and I will sit back and laugh when they do it. Mm. It follows. It follows the trend. It follows the trend. Um, because I mean, Nick Bosa is a great player, but his political opinions. Sheesh. <laughs> I could see him. I could see him scuffing up a pick like that. Um, now, enough about the Niners. Or maybe, you know, we'll bring up up here. Uh, it depends on your guys' opinion. What team do you think needs the absolute most help in this draft? Gosh, you know, I hate to be obvious. I really do. I like to live that unpredictable life. But my God, the Jets and the Jaguars are so bad. And they have been bad for years. In fact, I can't really remember a time when they weren't bad. And so when you talk about who needs the most help, I feel like... It's Groundhog Day with them. Every time they're going to come up because somehow it's not clicking. It's not clicking. They've had high picks in the past, and still it's not clicking. I just want to know when it's going to happen for them. They need help. Obviously, they're going to get it with this draft with how high they are. Is that going to solve it? We'll see. But my God, someone throw them a lifeline, please. That's fair. So... I'll throw another team out there. They are not only bad, but they're so irrelevant where I almost forgot about them when I was coming up with this topic. And I had to look at the draft board to be like, oh, wait, this team's picked so low. Like, duh, they need something. The Detroit Lions. Lord have mercy. If if I had to name like five players on that roster, if there was money on the line or something, I think I'd have to just burn it. I mean, I can give you Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, and Kenny Galladay. A fourth, I could get there if I have to. A fifth is going to be tough. They trade away their star players. Matthew Stafford, obviously that was going nowhere. They trade away Darius Slay. They trade away Marvin Jones. They need someone to get excited about. Even like a standout wide receiver, a standout defensive tackle. Give me something. They just need a hit of any kind. And, like, they're so desperate just to have media relevance again. Really, the whole city of Detroit, if you really zoom out and think about it. But Lions specifically, just someone to put them back on the map, that's what they're going for. God, yeah, the Lions are white bread, dude. What? Like, I even <laughs> forgot until you brought it up just now. It, that's so tragic. There was, like, a collective, oh, <laughs> was. said the Definitely Lions. Was. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, they are shoved into irrelevancy. I mean, when, when your biggest hypest move of the offseason is getting Jared Goff. I I just, I pray for you Lions fans. I really do. Um, I, I'm going to throw out a team that, you know, I might be biased picking them because I'm a Colts fan and I hate this team. But seriously, the Texans need so much help. Like, especially with Deshaun Watson requesting a trade then horrible sexual assault allegations coming out after that, which has to just tank his trade value. Um, That being said, the NFL, not really the most progressive, especially when it comes to 
punishing uh, those who are literal criminals and break the law, which I think is a bit ridiculous. But if we reference Antonio Brown's sexual assault case, which just settled uh, a week ago about, um, he was suspended for eight games. And that is just a sorry excuse of a punishment. Um, that's like slapping someone's wrist with a feather. That's just <laughs> disgusting. And I could see the NFL being incompetent again and doing something like that with Deshaun. So I don't expect him to leave uh, the league, but maybe something to think about about drafting a QB. They're just in such a horrible position. Just no depth, losing edge rushers left and right. Cornerback position is so up in the air. Who knows what they'll do? It won't be enough, regardless of what they do. Yeah, it's like a curse that can't be lifted no matter how hard they try. It's just one thing after the other. It's almost yeah. insane to watch. I, it's, it's honestly unsurprising. It's very much like, in my head, karma from the Astros World Series oh. to see <laughs> that the Houston sports teams are... I mean, like, look at the Rockets, my God. The, those guys, yeah. I think I think my sister's varsity high school team could beat them, honestly. Oh, man. Um, is Houston the new Detroit? Think about is it. Is Houston the new Detroit? That's a, that's a great take. <laughs> it might be. I don't it know, man. Be. At least people can, like, point Houston on a map. I mean, I don't even know <laughs> if most people can do that with Detroit, to be honest. True. Like, Detroit has been Detroiting for, like, ten years. Detroit has Houston been Detroiting yeah. since Detroiting was Detroiting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Houston just started Detroiting. They still need a few more years till we lose their spot on the map. Totally. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're Detroiting hot right now. <laughs> My God, they're on fire. <laughs> the one good thing. Um... <laughs> One good thing about them, man, they're really conquering that stereotype. Um, the NFL, you know, not the most progressive league, not the most competent league. I think we kind of all know that. Um, one league that seems to be making progressive moves, especially towards their media rights deals and exposure, is the NHL. Uh, they recently just ended their basically uh, NBC monopoly because they had rights to all of their product. And now I believe Turner is getting involved, a.k.a. TNT Network, as well as ESPN. And so we're going to see a lot more NHL on different networks. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's going to be good for them. I mean, NBC kind of had them in a box, like with an exclusive contract. They were very limited in social media too, like Bleacher Report, House of Highlights. ESPN, like all these famous sports pages couldn't even discuss hockey. Like you could probably post a photo of a team and say they won, you know, the playoff round or like they won the championship, but you couldn't post highlights. So now they can. Now there's more successful media companies covering them. Now there's more personalities covering them. Stephen A is going to talk about hockey. He probably hasn't done that in like 15 years. So yeah, literally now. I think this is a real opportunity for hockey to gain relevance. It has international appeal in the sense that there's so many players from so many different countries and they represent very well in that sense. But in the U.S. market, I think, I don't know the official ranking, but they're not top three. So it's a fair conversation to have is like, what can hockey do to gain more relevance in this market? I am so excited to see what comes of this because we're kind of in the midst of watching this evolution like of hockey possibly becoming more popular than, I mean, I think anyone can kind of remember it being in the U.S. Because when you think about 
those clips online. I feel like that's a lot, like, oh, a, a big way of how a lot of people that aren't, like, heavy, heavy sports fans follow the game like crazy kind of get that access to sports and just kind of, like, see, oh, who's this player? Who's that player? How's the league doing? Even my friends that could not give a crud about, like, the NFL or anything follow ESPN. So as far mm-hmm. as increasing that relevancy... I think that's going to be a huge thing. That social media presence is huge. I mean, how many hockey clips do you see on Instagram or Twitter? I, I can't really Literally say I none. see a lot. So when a lot of that cultural capital, I guess, is based off of social media, based on those clips and that interaction, I think that's going to be a surefire way of making it more relevant. Yeah, and and you know, I am used to the NBC coverage, so it'll be nice to kind of get a different feel. I am excited to see how Turner is going to cover NHL because Mm -hmm. they do, I think, the best job when it comes to basketball. And that's in large part of uh, their halftime show and the team that they have with Ernie and Kenny and Chuck and Shaq. Uh, But they just do it great. I I like their coverage better than basically any other broadcast network that's doing American sports right now. So that'll be fun to watch. And another thing that I'm hoping for is – if this gets more relevant, it, I would love to see, like, a women's hockey league. Because currently there are no professional women's hockey leagues in North America um, that pay a living wage. So I think, like, if the NHL gets a lot of coverage, you know, maybe we could see, like, um, like a WNBA equivalent for hockey, like a sort of sister um, association um with nhl's new you know relevancy i i would love to see that honestly yeah that'd be kind of amazing yeah women hockey teams have made noise on the olympic level but i mean for like an american league that's a phenomenal idea and even within the nhl they need to improve their diversity racially there's only a few a select few african-american players who are like notable in hockey pk suban's one of them wayne simmons is another seth jones is great right now for columbus but really, there needs to be more guys for black people to, like, latch onto the sport for. A big part of growing the NHL is making it more relevant when it comes to pickup conversations or, like, a roller hockey game as kids. Like, if you're not playing that and if you're not watching the sport, there's really no way to connect with it. Social media is a good start, but I think a big part of it, too, is culturally. How can the NHL expand? Yeah, I didn't even think about how that deal could kind of open up the door for not only just like relevancy and viewership but also for minorities and women just to kind of like get more involved in what I feel like is a white man dominated sport I feel like no one thinks of minority players no one thinks of like the women's league like could this could more people be seeing this possibly like more kids that might want to play hockey you know that might not have played hockey otherwise because this is out there and this is relevant now and this is cool and so could this kind of lead to like a new era for hockey that maybe is a more diverse era more interesting era than what we've seen because it's kind of been in a box so far that not a lot of people are privy to so this will be very interesting I think yeah it's definitely been in that um NBC box for quite a while um Another sports team specifically that's kind of in a box here and and, and it gets me upset that I can't really watch them because I don't have Spectrum (laughs) are the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Dodgers just finished playing the Padres uh, of their, their second series against each other this season. And the Padres ended up winning that series what are we going to take away from this heated matchup? Because I feel like this was very anticipated going into the season. 
You know, I think Justin Turner from the Dodgers said it best. He said they play 16 times in this regular season. It's going to feel like 16 World Series games. I think the Padres are here to stay. The Dodgers are the defending champs. They have to be the statistical favorites again. And this matchup is going to be a slugfest for the entire year. So the score is 4-3 to three right now. Padres got the best of the Dodgers recently to take the lead in the series. Yeah. But it's going to sway. Hey, I'm not saying that the Padres are going to take the lead the whole time, but they have it right now, and they deserve it. They definitely deserve it. I mean, watching the Dodgers blow a 7-1 lead was just absolutely Oof. infuriating, and I can't help but just think, like, man, yeah, you guys deserve to lose. That being said... Did we, though? Here it comes. Here that it comes. being said... The Dodgers are 100%, like, just a much better team than the Padres, I think. It's not based even, off of what? Hang on. Based wait, off wait, of their wait. roster, based off of their past season accomplishments, based off the pitching staff, based off of their playoff success in recent years, I think, yeah, the series is going to be these 16 games, these multiple series, they'll be close in the regular season, you know, 162 games. It's a lot for these players, especially, you know, having just won a ring the year before. They meet in the playoffs. I don't. I. I just. I don't see the Dodgers losing to the Padres. I really don't. If we want to go off of history, I understand you can take the Padres out of the conversation. They have zero World Series rings. I get it. But I if you want to talk about term, more short right term. now, let's talk about a four to three lead in the series. Let's talk about some of the most explosive players in the league, in Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado, in ex Dodger. Let's talk Who about the heated rivalries. <laughs> <laughs> the controversy and the division might disclaimer here uh this is your uh fun stat of the day viewers okay viewers. fernando tatis jr is currently on pace to have the first 50 home run and 50 error season he would also be the first one in the club to have 40 home runs and 40 errors, and he would be seventh if he finishes with 30 home runs and 30 errors. I believe he has nine errors at the current moment. We're a month into baseball. Let and me tell you, the 50 home runs. He's a great runs. talent. He's, he, he can hit yeah. dingers. Yeah. Um, but... He's still a Padre. You can't take the Padre out of the man. Oh my and, gosh! Don't give us the Clippers see, treatment. We're gonna see. We're gonna see these two teams play in the playoffs, most likely, because I think they're both. Oh, legit. that sounds like respect. So we're making the playoffs, I, I, and we're yeah, facing you guys, you guys in the playoffs. He graced you with that, and and I think okay. I think Padres could snatch a game, but that's about it. Let me just. What do you want to say, Natalie? Let me just yeah. rain on your parade, both of you, for like a little bit. Oh, what's this? What am I pulling over here? Let me dust that off. The Giants. No. What's this? It's but not the Giants. Even here. This is the scripted. What? The Giants. No. What do you got to say about that? Is there a mutual hatred? Are you going to unite on something? Yeah, Christian, can we shake hands on this? The, the oh, Giants absolutely. aren't in this conversation. The Giants are the biggest frauds in baseball right <laughs> okay. now. Okay. It's ruined your right. talking about. <laughs> The Utah Jazz equivalent. Whoa. Whoa there. Whoa. Back up. Free Donovan (laughs) Mitchell, first of all. I didn't didn't finish my statement. If Donovan Mitchell was injured all season, this team is so... I just... They were... I believe they were expected to be bottom of the division going into this season. So, obviously, everyone's surprised, but let's be real. 
We've played less than 25 games this MLB season. This will be one of the only times the Giants are number one in the <laughs> NL West. And guess what? The Dodgers are tied with them. Um, do I think the Dodgers are going to lose to the Padres? No. But do I think the Giants? The Giants would beat them? <laughs> Hell no. Not the Giants. The Padres. Even the Padres. After everything I've said. Even the Padres would sweep the Giants in a three-game series, in a, in a five-game series. Like, I don't even think the Giants should be worthy of being mentioned. So wow. you're welcome, San Francisco fans, for talking about them for the past two minutes. You have a whole city against you now. I know. You showed love to the 49ers, too, surely. You I'm, did. Yeah, you said great things at the top. You I think the did Bay compare. loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh you know, God. San Diego doesn't accept you either because the disrespect has gone too far for too long and it's not going to continue. All I need is L.A. That's fine with me. City of champions. All right, San Diego. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. You can dismiss them in a good amount of things, but you can't dismiss food. You can't dismiss lifestyle. This is a and cultural you cannot battle dismiss now. <laughs> the 2021 Padres. Okay, I agree with all of those except for Padres, and I want to go in specifically with food, Mexican food too. Jesus Christ. My father is from Mexico and says that San Diego is the best Mexican food in the world. Stands by that statement. But not the best uh, baseball. They do not have the best baseball <laughs> oh, <laughs> And he stands by that too, just so you know. Best just baseball so jerseys. Now how about that conversation? Are we ready okay. for that? The brown with the pinstripes, the yellow. Are we ready for conversation? It's pretty classic. Classic doesn't mean All right, good. So I think we should end it here. <laughs> um, just as an ending segment, because I'm curious, who do you guys think is going to win the NL West? Like, okay, so win the regular season. Yeah, in the regular season. Just The odds it. are the Dodgers get it. I was going to say the but Dodgers. But match up it. in the playoffs, I'm taking the Padres, and I'm going with okay. them. Okay. I'll stick with the Dodgers. I, I don't listen. I'm coming from a place of little experience. Not little, but less than other sports. And I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I feel like that's a safe bet. They've been pretty solid as far as I'm concerned as an outsider. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Don't, don't, you know, crucify me, Trace, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I agree with you that it's safe. Is it fun? No. Is it fun? Does it get your heart racing? <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens this MLB season tomorrow with the draft, and we're going to love watching the NHL on a bunch of new broadcast networks, but remember to check in next season, as this is the end of our season. We've loved to be podcast members on here. I've loved podcasting with you guys, Trace and Natalie, and everyone else who is in here today. Um, but yeah. Dodgers are going to win the World Series, and remember to always go for the win. Dirty outro.